Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Jennifer, are you ready? I'm ready. Excellent. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grombacher. Jennifer Love is a top 5% internationally acclaimed business advisor with a knack for business Nature, psychology, and chocolate. She's a wealth philosopher, a human gold digger, a Shark Tank mentor. She's currently the CEO of the True Wealth Institute, where she helps world leaders free themselves, the chains that hold them back from having a healthy relationship with money. I'm excited to have you on. Jennifer, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, certainly. Well, I'll take you back to the three-year-old me um, and... I was standing in a hallway listening to my parents fighting behind a closed bedroom door. We lived in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma at the time. And um, my brother was sleeping in the room next to me. He was 13 months younger than me. And I'm standing there in the hallway and I'm, and I'm confused about what to do and what I'm hearing because I'm hearing also my father punching holes in the wall. And so, you know, before I know it, he opens the door, he comes walking down the hallway past me and basically out of my life and out of our life. And um, that was the day that I witnessed my mother becoming financially disempowered because I, I, saw, I saw her sitting on the bed there crying. And I, I went out over to her, I crawled up on the bed and next to her were the kind of credit cards. And she said, sweetie, your dad's leaving, he's not coming back and we don't have any money. And that was the day that we went from being very rich and living a very lavish lifestyle to essentially living um, in poverty. And uh, that really affected my mother. She never really came back from that um, financially and emotionally, didn't really ever recover from that. And so that made a very big impression. That's what I call my first money memory. That made a very big impression in me. And um impacted my desire to help um, other women uh, never get to the place where they've become financially disempowered in their life. Now, what I was pretending and holding and hiding at that time was that I wasn't afraid um, that, about what was happening, that, you know, that I needed to take on the, the, the burden of making it somehow okay for mom, even though she, you know, I was three, I, there was nothing I could do about it. But I had this sense that there was something that I needed to do to make this okay. And I also felt like I needed to, um, to save her. I was also pretending, and I pretended for a very long time, all through my, my teenage years, that I wasn't angry. And yet I was incredibly angry with my father, my father who had essentially walked out on us and who wasn't holding up his end of the bargain, you know, and supporting with child support and these kinds of things. So I was repressing all of this. We weren't talking about it as a family. And all of that was having a really big impact on who I was. Um, and the story that was perpetuating through me was something like, I'm not, some, for some reason, I'm not good enough, or I'm not lovable enough for my father to stay or even care for us. Um, and yet, that's not a true story. But that's one that not just me, but so many young girls and young children 
who have similar kind of traumas or experiences in their life grow up and perpetuate throughout their life. So we're holding all these stories and we're making them mean all kinds of things. And then that begins to express out in our behavior and the way that we're being in the world with money and with other people um, in maybe not so healthy ways. Um, But what I did learn and the gift that I got through that experience is that I learned that um, I have a big, beautiful heart and that I really cared deeply. I also learned that I'm a fighter and a survivor, but more importantly, that I'm a lover with a heck of a lot of tenacity to get through things. And that my validation, what I need for myself to be lovable and to feel worthy and valuable in this world is not somewhere outside of me in my father or in my mother or anyone else, but that it's right here, right inside of me. And so as I went on to build um, five different companies, I'm a career entrepreneur from a wholesale chocolate company. That's why I love chocolate um, to the work that I'm doing with the living wealthy Institute where I'm a money therapist. And as you kind of said, you know, kind of funny uh, human gold digger, I'm digging into these traumas, these stories, these belief systems that are running us, as business leaders, as entrepreneurs, as humans that are getting in the way and creating all that muck and guck that we're getting stuck in that's creating the upper limits in our life and in our business and with our finances. And I'm helping them get that shit out, right, and find all the gold inside of them that we can figure out how to polish up and what to do with that. So that's a little bit about my beginnings and why I'm doing some of what I'm doing today. Well, I certainly appreciate you sharing all that and some traumatic stuff to go through as 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 a young person. Do you have do you have other memories before that, or or do you think that you remember? Because three seems pretty young to have memories like that. Or do you think that that was just so traumatic that 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 it's it stuck with you? You know, I have. Um, I'm I'm amazed at the memories that I have in the kind of two to four year time frame. Hmm. Um, I remember a lot and you're right. That's a really, really good um, question. Like, is it because they were emotionally charged? Probably because a lot of the memories that I have in that time frame are emotionally charged or they're like emotionally charged to the positive, you know, like very happy memories. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they made impressions and I definitely, I definitely have some memories. Um, not a whole lot before that, but certainly around that time frame and after. Yeah, I appreciate that. Did you ever reconnect with 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 your father? Yeah, good question. Um, I did at the age of nineteen. Um, I connect reconnected with my father through a set of weird circumstances. Um, and you know, we have choices in life. We can mm-hmm. we can begin to accept what is and who people are, um, and the roles that they were actually put on this planet or this earth or this lifetime, however you want to hold that or whatever belief system you're operating under. Um, but I got to a place with my father that was like, you know what? Thank you so much for bringing me into this world. Your role is complete and I don't need you to do anything else for me. Um, and so I, I got through that work and that took a long time to, to get there, George. Um, but it, to release that anger and to not hold him to this level or standard that I had idealized and um, that just wasn't who he was or who he, who he is um, or who, who he can show up to be in my life. And so, um, so I released him from that role and need and desire. And also with that, the anger that I was holding on to from it. 
Yeah, fair enough. I appreciate that too. So you 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 talked about how we have these experiences that that we carry with us, and whether or not we're conscious of them or not, they are certainly influencing us, and 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 a lot of the time greatly influencing us, and we make them mean something else. So we sort of tell ourselves stories yeah. about them. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. Well, I mean. You've got stories, I've got stories, and we could be sitting at the same exact experience, right? Have, you know, be listening to some great piece of music, for example. And you could be sitting next to me being like, yeah, that's cool. And I could be there like, like it's totally taking my breath away and like all the hairs on my arms are raising and I'm like, you know, having this full on body and emotional experience with it, right? And we're having, we're sitting with the same quote unquote um, thing that's happening, but the way that we interpret it and how we're making meaning about that based on who we are and based on what we were, we're even born into this world with like all of our ancestral and DNA, you know, the epigenetic material that we carry forward through our belief systems as well. Right. Like I'll kind of detour here for a moment, like in some families, they have what we call the worry gene, right? We, Uncle Bob is, is such a worrier. He's always worrying about everything. Yeah, you know, everyone in our family, we kind of have the worry gene, right? We hear things like that and how we're carrying beliefs or emotionality as a, as a trend through families, through lineage. So not only are we coming into this life and world with all of our ancestor stuff that we're being born into our bodies, but we're also being impacted based on the lens and the world in which we interpret the world um, experiences. And, and, and then we're, we're assigning meaning to it. Sometimes, and some of the, the dangerous part about it, some of it can be great. Um, and, and some of it is maybe a little destructive. And some of it, if we don't, if it goes unchecked and unexamined, and I think that's the really important part here is we need to live a life of self-examination because if we don't examine the things that we're holding on into and the beliefs that we're carrying and it be, and it's driving our behavior and it's driving our behavior based on beliefs that maybe aren't true or maybe aren't even ours or that we don't desire to have because they're not wholesome or healthy. And so they're, they're leading us into this place of being in fear about making a money decision, for example, and then, we need to compost that. We need to do something with that. Does that make sense to you? It it, it, it definitely does. I, I it certainly wouldn't have a, a couple of years ago, but uh, but it's it certainly does now. Um, how do I how how do I know which of my experiences that I need to do that with? Like, how do I get started? A great place to get started. I, I'm. I'm a big advocate for self-examination and for contemplation. And so a great place to start is with a simple and yet may not feel easy contemplation question, which is what am I avoiding in my life and my finances because I'm afraid to look right. And, and, and sitting with that kind of a contemplation is going to give us lots of information. If you are brave enough to go there and really go there and look, you're gonna, it's going to give you all kinds of clues on where to go next. What am I avoiding because I'm afraid to look? That's uh, yeah. something that uh, just 
it's kind of a scary thing to think about, right? It's like, well, what yeah. am I avoiding? And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're avoiding all kinds of things. That's what I find. Like, you know, I've certainly been doing this work for years with myself, but then working with my clients and and seeing, you know, wow, there's so much that we're like running away from, whether it's our finances, we don't want to tend to them, or whether it's like we're spending money in ways that aren't maybe so healthy. Um, or maybe we're afraid to even invest because of the way that we're holding on to fear or story um, based on things that have happened in the past. You know, great, great grandma went bankrupt. And so, you know, I'm even avoiding having money in my life. Maybe I'm making lots of it, but I send it right back out the door because I'm afraid to actually emotionally be with it. And we're not even conscious that that's what's happening. But when we sit down and begin to, through this process of self-examination and contemplation, ask questions like this, we begin to get clues into what's happening in our unconscious self. And that's the important key there. Right. So let's just assume that, 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 that for me, I am avoiding looking back at, at what I'm spending money on. So it's, uh, I'm not budgeting. I'm, I'm, I'm not really tracking my cash flow. And so, so I, I, I dig into it and, and I recognize that I'm just spending frivolously on, on, on going out to eat and just on, on crap and happy hour and stuff like that. Where do I go from there? Yeah, well, the next question is why, mm. right? Why am I doing this, right? And, and sometimes this stuff is hard to unpack ourselves. Um, and so that's why, that's why I'm here right. <laughs> um, doing, doing the work that I do as a money therapist, because self-examination, we can get so far on our own um, and we can often do some level of depth, but there are all these deeper layers that we are blind spots and that we can't see in ourselves. Um, and so when we hit that, that wall, when we hit that upper limit and we don't know how to get beyond it, you want to come see, you want to come see me, you want to have a conversation and, and help. I help you unpack that and see that for yourself. So what is, what is, how, how do you describe the, the value that people get out of doing this work? Hmm. Well, the way that I would describe it is you're no longer a prisoner inside yourself. Hmm. So, um, incredible amount of freedom, right? Um, when we when we can feel into what's happening inside of us and what's operating us, oftentimes it's anxiety and fear, and and so we're making decisions out of that which is based in scarcity. When we're not when we're no longer making decisions out of fear and scarcity in front of places of anxiety, we tend to become a much healthier steward of our finances. So what becomes possible is things that we didn't even know were possible. We become um, unlocked. We unlock ourselves, I call it, from the chains that are holding us back. So what I see is that where we begin making values-based decisions around our finances. Therefore, um, we're investing and, and our net worth is growing significantly. Our revenues, for those who are entrepreneurs, and the revenues begin to increase, but at healthy rates where we're not sacrificing ourselves and suffering, we don't have to suffer as leaders as we're growing our businesses. We can actually um, examine how we're being in the doing, and that can be very 
shifted so that we're, we're having more fun, we're having more joy, um, we're feeling more alive and connected to ourselves and to others um, and to even our purpose, right? It's not just about making money. If it's just about that for anyone, it's, that's a tight rope that is you very easily strangle yourself. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying it's not satiating. It's not satisfying on some level. So the work that we're, I'm doing with clients, not only is it increasing their net worth, their revenues in their business, you know, about purchasing, you know, investment properties that they didn't even know that they could do or how they would do that. Um, but I think more importantly is they're accessing a freedom in themselves. Their anxiety and fear is decreasing significantly. Their connection to themselves and loved ones is it becomes exponential so they in a sense are becoming limitless in their own life and that's certainly of immense value right there and that is of immense value yeah <laughs> you know I, I i think that i think that this is something that 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 every single one of us can can benefit from even if 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 you don't think that you've got head trash or limiting beliefs or feelings of unworthiness or undeservingness or w- all of those things, I mean, do do you agree with that? That that we all have something that that we're carrying around, and even if you're already a successful person, there's probably probably next levels that you could be reaching if you were to do this work. That's right. I, I, I've been doing this work for 20 plus years. You know, my whole background is in human development and behavior and organizational behavior. And I haven't found one leader yet. I'm open to that happening, but I haven't found one leader yet who doesn't have stuff going on in their relationship with money and their relationship with their own sense of worthiness and value. Right. And even when we get to, and I know all about this because I, I have a, I've had great success, financial success in my careers. Um, and businesses along the way. And yet, that's not, we can get to that level of success, and yet that's not what makes us happy, right? I, I find that for so many millionaires and billionaires that I work with, that they're even more, they're even feeling more of a prisoner inside themselves because it all becomes, the, the scarcity shifts to the fear of lost them, losing, so that it's all about protecting their assets and their net worth. And, it, and then that fear is continuing to run them and keeping them trapped in that, in that prison inside themselves we're referring to. So we all need to be doing this work to free ourselves and to connect um, in our relationship with value and, and how we're giving in the world even. I've got a client that I, I started working with earlier this year, and she put together um, a self-directed fund. You know, she she took over her family business about six years ago, took it from 10 million to 573 million. I mean, this is an incredible um, success story, except the problem is that she bankrupted herself in the process because she suffered and sacrificed so much of who she is that she had to take a year long sabbatical this year. Right? So as we're unpacking, she's like, yeah, I put this self-directed fund together, but I've hidden it from my family because the way that I am generous and want to be generous in the world, they judge me. And they, they don't agree with me. And so she's hiding how she's even giving, right? We don't have to do this in our life. And, and I find that so many leaders and entrepreneurs and millionaires and billionaires are doing these kinds of things. They're hiding things. They're pretending. They're avoiding. And it's all expressing out in who they are and how they can feel whole and free and valuable in their life. I love it. 
Well, Jennifer, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Well, I mean, I'm just going to go back to what I've, what I've said here. Please, I dare you to be brave enough to do the self-examination in yourself to take the first step into what's happening in your relationship with money. And that simple question that may not feel so easy um, is just to simply ask yourself, what am I avoiding? Because I'm afraid to look. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on. Come on. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on. Work in Savage Nation, learn more about you. How can people engage with you? Yeah, head over to jenniferlove.com. Um, if you want to book a discovery session for a conversation with me or my team, you can do that right there on the website. You can also head over to Instagram, and I am the Jennifer Love on Instagram. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Jennifer your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to jenniferlove.com. It's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R, love.com. Book a session with her, a free session, and follow her on Instagram as well. It's the Jennifer Love. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Jennifer. Mm, thanks for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.